Hello and welcome to episode 50 of We Need to Talk About Horror, presented by DestroyTheBrain.com. I'm Andy Triefenbach. I'm Niles Maddox. I'm Mike Hassler. Don Brazil. Gus Stevenson. And today we will be going over our top five horror scores. We made it to 50. Episodes, yeah, we made man. it to 50. I just that? realized that. Hey, How about that? hey, hooray. We fucking Congratulations. Did it. What did it take, a year? Two years? Uh, no, it's, it's over two. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because we're bi-weekly. <laughs> All right deal with it anyway before we get into uh our main segment which we call get up in them guts uh let's do some housekeeping you can follow us on twitter and instagram at destroy the brain on facebook at facebook.com slash destroy the brain and facebook.com slash group slash we need to talk about horror is our exclusive group exclusive yeah Yeah. nothing invite only yeah Mm. no anyway so there won't be uh, what we've been watching because, yeah, we'll just deal with that when we get back in the quote-unquote studio, also known as my basement. Basement. <laughs> basement. Okay, let's go ahead. We and are recording live. Oh, yeah, we're recording live. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do your spiel. Go no, ahead. I didn't do my spiel. I'm, I'm a little off today. I need more beer. Uh, we're recording live in the record space, and yes. uh, there are actual people shopping. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting since I'm just totally off today? So we're at the uh, record space. Where are we at? 8716 Gravoy Road. That's right. Hey, I remember things. In St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Nope. St. Louis, <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. East St. Yeah. Louis. Okay. Anyway, let's get up in them guts. <laughs> Right, we're gonna go over our top five horror scores, and uh, basically we're just gonna go from five to one, and we're gonna go around the table. We're gonna tell our little anecdotes, and also play clips from the songs or scores or compositions, whatever you want to call it. We're more prepared than usual. Yeah, I'm sure, sure, sure. We A are. little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna go last because I just feel like it. I bet you fucking are. So you're gonna go first, <laughs> Niles. All right. So you want me to say the last? Yeah, so what's your what's your number five? Yeah, who's your That's the ridiculous. one you hate the most? Why would we go from first? It's <laughs> called a cliffhanger. Like? Okay, so number five for me was basically based on a single song that is, in my mind, one of the catchiest songs in a horror film. And it's by... It was actually composed by Bill Heller from a movie called Don't Go in the House... The song is Struck by the Boogie Lightning. (laughs) Here, do you need some uh, background? Yeah, please. Just play this. Yeah. Yeah, it it, is. I'm a sucker for a good beat. And uh, this movie itself is pretty ridiculous, but the actual song. You think this movie is ridiculous? (laughs) I think it's. I think it's pretty dark. I think it's everyone, good. you know, it's absolutely dark, but I think everyone should see it. But I think people are going to have two connotations with it. They're going to be like, all right, so it's Psycho with a flamethrower. Yeah. That's exactly what actually, it is. That Featuring is actually, what it is. Dan Grimaldi from The Sopranos. Right. Which is, yeah. And he burns girls alive in his burn room. But this cool song plays the whole time. So. Now, is this, is this part of the, like... It's, is the yeah. rest of the music in the movie like this? No. No. Okay. No. So uh, the guy that composed 
Shockwaves, which his name is escaping me right now. Yeah, I know who it's, you're it's talking Bill about. Heller. Oh, Bill Heller. Well, yeah, no, he did this song, but no, no, he composed most of the soundtrack. Damn you! I looked I it mean, up. Look it up. Look it up. Anyway, go on. But it got released on vinyl as a single for the discotheque by La Electric. La Electric. Yep, Electric. that's it. That's it. So chic. So chic. So yeah, it's a catchy little number and it gets stuck in your head. Um, so yeah. well, I think the thing that always got me with the song is, yes, it is super fucking catchy. But also, it plays at the end. And it's... I mean, I personally think it's a pretty serious, dark kind of movie. So, like, when this kicks on, it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Everything's okay? I mean, but if I think about... I mean, I'm going to talk about everything else I like, but when it comes down to it, something about a, a, a dancey beat and just murder. I'm, I'm a sucker, man. You're a sucker That's for murder? That's just my shit, you know? Okay, so it's Richard Einhorn who did... Einhorn? Einhorn. Finkel. Finkel? Uh, not Finkel. God damn it, guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Richard Einhorn, he did Shockwaves. He did this. He also did the awesome theme from Blood Rage, which I hope oh. somebody puts out on vinyl yeah. at some point in time. But yeah. Okay, so number five was... Struck by Boogie Lightning by Le- Electric. I'll take, you know what? I'm not even ashamed. No, you shouldn't be. All right. Yeah. Mike, what's your number My five? My number five is the soundtrack from Ravenous, uh, particularly Boyd's Journey is the name of the track. And it's composed by Damon Alburn and Michael Nyman. Nyman hasn't done any other genre stuff, but Damon Alburn is uh, notable for being the frontman for Blur and Gorillaz. Yeah, I didn't know this. I don't know if he's got another band or not. I think he has. He's like got he has all another kinds. Of, he's too. got his fingers in everything. Yeah, uh, he's he only did like two movies. He did this and Ordinary Decent Criminal, like right after it. But this this music is bizarre, and it's as bizarre as the movie is. Uh, it really just sets the tone for creepy. Uh, yeah, no. It, Maybe not this track, but... <laughs> I, I, this is I, kind of a... Oh, I find oh. it creepy. Frontier music. Once, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you speed it up, once it's Floggy Molly, let's be honest. It's true. <laughs> once you see <laughs> once you see the movie and this plays throughout it, once you watch it again, this, uh, this music just has a whole different connotation. Right. Because oh, it yeah. is kind of jubilant. The first time you see it, it's like, what is this? Well, it's like a uh, pick that will come up a little later where the music is totally different from what the imagery is yeah. on screen. Yeah. And it kind of clashes. Or it doesn't clash. I guess it's more... But, I mean, that's what dissonant. I was talking about when it comes to it. It's like something about music that actually doesn't match the setting yeah. is more disturbing than... Sure. Yeah, and that's I think yeah. that's what I like the most. It's when it's like, oh, okay, we're getting down and... Throats are being slit. Yeah, uh, and I don't know any other <laughs> other horse. There's not a lot of that, scores that sound score like that this. sounds anything like this. Yeah, no. Cool. So Deadwood. Number five. <laughs> Deadwood. Yeah. yeah. Number horror, five is that horror movie Deadwood. All right, Don. What do you got for number five? Uh, I went with Cannibal Holocaust. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's our repeat. So yeah, all of my picks are based on how they impact the movie. Uh, of course. 
And then, of course, you can't forget the damn score once you nope. uh, finish the movie. Forever will be stuck with you in this one. <laughs> and it, these aren't. There's no last or first. This one is up there with all of these. They're all. Oh, so you're doing all, the all like equals? Yeah, son <laughs> of a bitch. It was number three on my list, but yeah, absolutely. It's so incredible. It, it's it is the off-putting, uh, kind of beautiful, but then totally fucked movie like you know what i mean like see i i had the luck to watch it i watched it for the first time like last year oh, and wow, at yeah. the same time because I, I just bought the blu-ray and i had the score as well so i got to like pop that in my car like yeah, yeah, the next yeah. day so yeah. yeah it's super catchy yeah and then you're driving around thinking of all those great scenes <laughs> yeah i mean this the main theme is like the weirdest thing to watch it is yeah, or yeah. Uh, listen to while you're watching Campbell Holocaust, but the rest of the score actually sounds pretty much in tune with what's happening. Right, it's, it's but it's also mainly synth. Kind of, yeah, kind of messed up though. Like the just the way it sounds is also is kind of as disturbing to me as the movie itself. You yeah, know? but yeah, this one definitely cool. All right, guess what's your number five? Um, I'd kind of like to change up my order a little bit. Oh, if I could. you're lucky! I preloaded all these. <laughs> I didn't go by order. Excellent. Well, um, my number five will be um, the 1979 movie, The Visitor. Um, <laughs> which is just a really like weird movie. And the uh, you the saw score, it before we did it for Grindhouse, didn't you? Actually, no. I I actually haven't seen the whole thing yet. Oh, holy I, shit! I meant to see. I, I wanted to see it at Play Night Grindhouse, but I wasn't able to make it. Yeah, because it was time. like during a snowstorm, I think. Yeah. Um, was that a few years ago, or? Yeah, it was at High it Point. Was a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a while ago. Yeah, so a okay. while ago. Yeah. But I have seen parts of it, and from what I've seen and what I've heard about it, it's a really, it's a really strange, interesting movie. It is. And. <laughs> and, it's really odd. But I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it was something in the trailer or what made me want to check out the soundtrack. Mm. Um, but upon hearing it, I fell in love with it. It is such, like, it's it's a really unique score. Yeah. Like, it's like this disco sort of thing. I was going to say, I like love these energetic. horns. It sounds like a, almost like a black exploitation kind of. Well, a, and then the, yeah. the horns that pop up at the beginning always remind me of Monday Night Football. Yeah, I really <laughs> like these I really like these football clips we're watching today. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he scored. I guess it's this kind of music that really could only have come from that very narrow band like yeah. in the late 70s. Yep. Yeah. It's very 1979. And whose score was it? Franco Mike Michael Lizzy, Franco Michael Lizzy. Franco Michael Lizzy. Those Italians. He's um. He, uh, I mean, I can't remember one? what other stuff he's done. Honestly, he. I'm sure he's done some other stuff, but nothing's coming to mind. But this is a. It's all over the place kind of soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you, you can you give me just a light? What what's the movie? About? Oh, there's no describing the visitor. I can't describe dude. it. Yeah. There's nothing. Okay. John nothing Houston's in it. Okay. Um, it's just weird. All right. There's a basketball scene that's fun. <laughs> I got oh, Blu-ray. Is it that one with the uh, basketball not, that it? Not the Deadly Friend. Okay, no, no, no. no, no okay, no. you say basketball. There's I a lot of weird. Go to blo- exploding and Ramsey. Yeah. Franco Nero is basically like a Jesus figure. It, it's great. You so like just Mandy need to watch or? it. 
No, nothing. Yeah, like just like it's just like Mandy. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the visitor by uh, Franco Micah Michael Lizzie. Sure. I believe you. That's a great track. Man. I love that. You sound knowledgeable. Mm. Okay, so my number five is gonna be. This is where we call it story time. So my number five is going to be long just because I think the story is maybe a little more interesting. And um, when I was a kid, I, I tried to remember directors, editors, and musicians uh, off of movie posters and credits. And I remember watching pieces whoa, probably in the early 90s. And it says music by Cam. And I'm like, who the fuck is Cam? I love the score so much. And for a long time, I couldn't find any composer named Cam. I'm like, well, shit, this is ridiculous. Couldn't find any other movies, nothing. So in the early 2000s, somebody tipped me off, and they're like, oh, no, it's not a composer, it's a library. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, look up the Cam library in Italy, and you'll find those tracks. And so I found them, and if you buy the Pieces album, or if you get the Grindhouse releasing Blu-ray set, it comes with the CD. And essentially, what the soundtrack for Pieces is, is a collection of multiple movies. Um, Mainly Absurd, and a movie called Reign of Darkness. Uh, So the composer is Stelvio Cipriani, who is somebody that I would, you know, go on to really, really adore. And uh, his main title, the main theme for pieces is kind of like my go-to. It's called um, Death Watch, which is off of Reign of Darkness. So then I checked out the Reign of Darkness soundtrack. And let me, let me give you the pieces main theme. This is what it sounds like. So this is actually Death Watch from Reign of Darkness. Now, I still need to go back and check out Reign of Darkness. The interesting part of this is that... This is actually composed by Stelvio Cipriani, but it is performed by Goblin. And a lot of people don't know that. It's perform I mean, they're not listed as Goblin, but Which it they is, did a lot too. It yeah. wasn't like an uncommon thing yeah, for them to but be. But it's like, Claudio Simonetti on right. the keys, uh uh Figanelli, I forget Maurizio. It's it's basically your core group. The guys that performed on the Ten of Bray soundtrack, they're on yes. Yeah. So, that's the main theme for Pieces, and I really dug it, but my actual number five is the main theme (laughs) for Reign of Darkness. He stole a second spot. I did. I'm cool with it. This is neat. This is one of my favorite compositions for a movie that I remember seeing a really bad VHS rip of, and I would love to revisit it if it hits Blu-ray. It has to deal with witchcraft. This opens up the movie. Girls are dancing naked around the fire. I I definitely want to see it. I just want to wait until somebody cleans it up. But this is a very kind of like upbeat track that like anything that starts this, like if somebody repurposed this, I'd be in. And that that seems to be a hot trend right now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Alright, so that's Reign of Darkness, Stelvio Cipriani, performed by Goblin. Oh, you gotta wait for this though. Sorry. Okay. And then it kicks into... It's... I don't know. I just really like this theme. But the whole score is really good. 
But like I said, I found out about it through Pieces, and what which is, is weird. So this is from Pieces, but what else no, is this? No, this, this track is not used from okay. in Pieces, but about three or four tracks from this from this film score is used in pieces. And what's the mo- what is this movie? Ring of Darkness. Ring of Darkness. So basically, okay. this movie didn't do well, and they just reincorporated these songs into pieces? No, so what happens is, in Italy, um, they have many compositions, like Stelvio Cipriani's Tentacles theme got reused so many times. And essentially, what they're doing is they're creating songs for a library to be used in films, and most of the time they're composing to a film, but the way most Italian composers work is they just create music. Mm. They don't do it to imagery most of the time, which is the total opposite of what most we, yeah. people do. But they'll just, like, you know, Morricone did it. Uh, you know, um, who else? There's tons of people that did uh, Just making mu- yeah. like mood music and then just yeah. accepting and then, that it'll yeah, work. Yeah, you fit your it. imagery to my sure. music. <laughs> yeah, but anyway... That was Reign of Darkness. That's my number five. So now it's your number four. Uh, my number four is uh, actually uh, a track from Prom Night. Uh, I just picked a random one. But <laughs> <laughs> I dug uh, Changes uh, by Paul Zaza. Paul Zaza. Zaza. And uh, Carl Zitter. <laughs> yeah. So these but are mostly the same it's dudes. always Zaza that gets the uh, credit for everything. Right, but these are the same dudes that did... Uh, my Bloody Valentine. Black Christmas. Black Christmas. They also did uh, <laughs> Porky's and Chris, now the Christmas loves Story. And I do love disco. So if you get that I have a theme, it's a dance. I'm telling you, I'm a sucker for a dance beat and some knives. And this whole album's on Spotify as well. I just found that out today when I was digging up tracks. So yeah. Yeah, Anything yeah. else? I, no. I feel like I went on forever then. No, you're fine, man. I just, yeah, I mean, the Prom Night soundtrack in general is just great. I don't know. It's way better I than the I movie. Could to this all day yeah, day. I like the soundtrack better for the first movie, and I like the movie better than the soundtrack I for agree. the second one. Absolutely. So, all, right. all right. So, yeah, I mean, the only reason I watch Prom Night is because I want to watch people get murdered to a funky beat. It's a yeah. fun movie. <laughs> funky beat. Fun. I mean, seriously. It's fine. Maybe that's why I watch horror. We'll get into it. So that's your number four. Mike, what's your number four? Uh, This is the main title theme from Zombie by Fabio Frizzi. This one takes a little bit to build up. Something about how analog it sounds that is disarming. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's gorgeous. Fritzy is just—he's yeah. an amazing composer he in is. general. I got one of his too. I just had to pick which one I identified with more. Yeah, he's uh, five Fulci movies. At oh, least. yeah. I think a or little maybe more, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But five like landmark, right? But not um, uh, House by the Cemetery. No, that was uh Right, which I thought was Walter weird. Right, and I was yeah. like, oh, the trilogy, they were all done. Nope. Yeah. It's just that one he didn't do. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but, you know. They broke up. <laughs> they broke up. They it was a, a hard breakup. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this I love is... this gorgeous synthwave kind of. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just... And the, the, the choir, like the, the choral voice in the beginning, that oh, just sounds like it's coming oh. coming through dirt. Like it's just yeah. disgustingly yeah. edited. Really fits with the movie. And that thumping. 
Yeah. yeah. Bass that kicks it off is so cool. Love how relentless it is. Like yeah. It just, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. It, it just keeps going and going. It doesn't stop. There's no rest. That's what it, and it, it layers up throughout the whole song. Anyway, so that's Mike's number four zombie main theme by Fabio Fritzi. Don, what's your number four? Uh, I went with They Live, John Carpenter, Alan Holworth, right? Nice. What yep. we got here? Yep, there you go. This is, I think. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. This might be the first time they're credited together because usually it was like always in association with. Right, right. right. But I think this might have been the first one. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, this is fun. It doesn't, and what I like about it is it doesn't sound like a typical Carpenter's. No, it's cool. No, it is is cool. (laughs) It's real cool. Something, put your sunglasses on. It's more than just the, you know, the synth, the simple synth thing. It's it's more built out and, you know, is this the, in a David the, Lynch film? The, the it, <laughs> it, it sounds would a little bit it like the work. Twin Peaks kind of like. You just ooh, get a couple like, more snaps. Yeah. Kind of jazzy. Get that bad lamenty swing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great title sequence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With oh, this yeah. song. Uh, Mondo put out a really cool uh, vinyl release recently uh, that I don't know if it's still available. That's the bad thing about Mondo is that sometimes it's available, sometimes it's not. But anyway. So yeah, that was Don's number four with and that, They Live. That doesn't take anything away from all of Carpenter's other scores. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just it's yeah, just we'll different. It. I think, uh, not that he sounds the same, but his early stuff especially had a right. that tempo that... And most people would, of course, you know, instantly pick like Halloween, you know, but... Right. Yeah, I tried to switch it up. I almost did the fog just to like fuck it up, but no. Yeah, I'll talk it's about it when we get there. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I bet you'll have I a carpenter. carpenter. I know you have a carpenter. Of course. Oh, we're not of we're course. not doing a carpenter top five too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I we're didn't do it because Andy's here. That's the only reason I was like, he knows he's gonna do carpenter. Chris <laughs> Congiardo from Instagram put his top five, and it's uh, number five is Prince of Darkness. Number four is Prince of Darkness. Number three is Prince of Darkness. Number two is Prince of Darkness. Number one is. Prince of Darkness. Oh, so yeah. Thanks, Chris. Real variety. <laughs> Very variety. <laughs> All right, Gus, what's your number four? Um, I picked the 2002 J-horror film Dark Water. Ooh. Um, I almost went with um, Juwan the Grudge, um, and I had never actually never heard the Dark Water score before, so I just oh, really? kind of decided as I was making the list to check it out, and upon hearing the, the theme, like the main theme, it's freaking gorgeous. I'm not sure if that's the one that you picked, Andy. But. I picked, uh, I think the track is Ideal. I'm just trying to get it to play. This one. This is the one I picked. I mean, it's just like such like a gorgeous track. No, yeah. And At first it reminded me of Blade Runner for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Tangerine? Dream? No, that's Vangelis. Oh, Vangelis. Okay, everybody just yelling. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it it does kind of have a tangerine dream, right? That's why I it. said it. Yeah, it would this also does. it would also totally work. Josh to is Palma, in the audience. The Palma judging. slow motion shower scene. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah, this is kind of a odd composition for the time, in a weird way. Well, that uh, like that, um, like voice type sound yeah. was used a lot in the eighties. Yeah, do androids dream? That's what reminds me of the Vangelis. Um, but like it's it's 
like uh, like the score overall like it it has like a quietness to it yeah even like the like most of most of it's not like this like most of it's really creepy um yeah way to pick the wrong track andy no no <laughs> like this is the track that made me pick son of put it on the list fun. um gonna kill you now but like it all kind of leads up to, to a like this beat. really kind of tragic conclusion and it's like I just love how the music like all works together. It's actually been a minute since I've watched the original. We just, you know, actually we just watched it not too long ago. Isn't it on Amazon Prime? It was, yeah, I think it was a Prime watch. Okay. Arrow also I, released it. Yeah, which was I don't, I don't think it gets a, like enough attention. I think it's. It was one of those that you know when when J Horror was getting hyped when you know the Rain release. Um, I think it was one of those that I just like. Mm, I don't know about this one, and then they remade it, and I was like, yeah, I don't. I watched that remake and I was not impressed. So, yeah, we I had checked it out prior to that, but yeah, I don't know. It definitely got enough attention to get remade. So. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well, like the Eye and like all yeah. those. Yeah. Oh man, the original The Eye. Nobody. Yeah. Talks so about good. It. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number four is not gonna probably surprise anybody. I think number five was the stunner that nobody heard about. But number four is this. Look, <laughs> this may have been... Number four, though? This would have been my number one. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was tough. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I just assumed everyone picked a Goblin track. I don't know why in my brain. I'm like, that's what everyone picks. I yeah, tried not to. The reason why I picked this one is mainly because it was my introduction to Goblin. And like, I was like, who the fuck did this demonic weird score? And that's how I learned of Goblin. And I then still don't I own. I it. still don't own the vinyl of this. Ooh, it's like the only one I don't have that I need. Don, I you don't like. have that in the shop, do you? No, but you can probably pick it up from uh, Nightmare Shop. Oh, I'm a market. Oh, I'm well aware of those boys. That's where I bought my other ones. So I'll make sure they have it in stock. Be there this Saturday, dude. Will they? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Suspiria. It's an amazing film. I think it's. Um, one of those films that benefits from the score, um, oh, which is sure. why I, it's in my top five. Again, like I would like to put it higher on the list, but story-wise, I think it's just impactful for the doors it opened for me to like check out artists outside of America. So, sure, yeah, those sure. Italians. <laughs> what do you think of the new soundtrack? Uh, I like a couple of tracks. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> you like Tom York? Cool. Look, I'm a bigger fan of Johnny Greenwood as a composer than <laughs> Tom, Tom York. York. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I feel you. All right, Niles. What's your number three? We're in the number threes now. It's Jeez. a repeat. I picked a... Uh, oh, Cannib- you picked Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, but you yeah. didn't put it... In, well, did you want to... I mean, I'll play it in the background, and you can talk about your feelings about it. I mean, obviously, the title track's great. I would have picked the... Uh, the Adulteresses... You know what I'm talking about. Well, if you give me a second. Yeah, I had picked this one as well. (laughs) Hold on, shut up. I'm telling you. Did everyone? I'll do a hard edit on this. I didn't put it on my list. I had initially picked it and asked asked Andy if anybody else had. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's going to edit. I try not to. I hope so. Write it down. There we go. Sure, this would be my top two. Yeah. Yeah. Top three. Well, yeah, but uh, this would have been my, like, second one I would have picked. Because it's got that boom. Yep. Haunting. Which you can hear that same sound effect in that Sparks song. 
that I showed you. <laughs> right there, right there. But anyway. I don't know why it deserves you so much. I don't know why. The, so okay, it's it's sound, Cannibal right. Holocaust yeah, by sounds. far is one of the most disturbing, like disturbing yeah. movies. But when I watched it, it was not what people said it was. It is, it is exactly what people say it is. But when you look at it in context, it actually is okay. It's like it's okay. Yeah. It makes sense. It's awful, and things are getting ripped apart. But well, it's not just mindless violence no. that you're led to believe. It's, no, there's, there's actually a, a moral message. and story like, in it. I, I think honestly, if, if people would get over themselves and look at the movie, like it's one of the best films ever made. No, that's true. Absolutely, goddamn about it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's still relevant and today. It's, it's, I'm a person who, you know, watched Sallow, and yeah, I th- don't like that movie. I really don't. I think we're going to start a new drinking game every time you say Sallow. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, Sallow is my epitome of, hey, watch this, and like, nope. That's the next episode, guys. Shouldn't have watched that one. <laughs> Look forward to Sallow, episode 51. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... But Riz- yeah, this is also a really great piece, too. It's good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is my... This whole album. That's what I said. The the whole album is phenomenal. This is my second favorite track on it. Um, But the album's only 33 minutes, too, which is... So Riz Ortolani, he actually is famous for doing a track from a movie called Mondo K, and he got nominated for an Oscar in the 60s. Mondo Kane. Okay, fine. Whatever. (laughs) It looks like Mondo Kane to me. Mondo Kane. Mondo Kane. Um, So, yeah, he had famous work in the 1960s doing traditional scores and uh, being a normal person basically <laughs> and then he did this and he did House by the Cemetery. He also did uh, the Oh My Love track that got reused in Drive and I, and I believe House- that was Oscar nominated if I'm not mistaken. The, all I saw was that he did the song More which was on yeah. Mono, Mondo Kane. Mondo Kane. Or maybe that's the track that got Oscar nominated. Yeah One of it was because I looked it up. Okay. I okay. did my research. Okay. Well, Mondo Kane name drop does, that Oscar thing. We have another Oscar. like a luchador, doesn't he? Mondo Kane. Mondo Kane. Mondo. It's Michael Kane's brother. <laughs> Mondo Kane. Well, I don't. My think name they... is Mondo Kane. My name is Michael Kane. Was that was that a new accent? <laughs> Did he have a new one? Did I? Do you was do, that a new one? Do you do Michael Kane? You Michael think Kane. You just say Michael Kane. Michael. That's Kane. all you have to do. Michael Kane. <laughs> yeah. Say say it again. No. My cocaine. <laughs> I'm not playing my cocaine. My cocaine. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. Okay, so that was your number three. No, I'm not done yet. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. The music stopped. I'm just playing. That's fine. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Nothing. Get it all out. Oh, you son of a bitch. Mike, what's number three? Uh, it's Candyman by Philip Glass. Don't say it four more times. This is Helen's theme. Yeah. Yeah. Helen? (laughs) Oh, Helen. (laughs) Helen. Can you talk like that for the rest of the podcast? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Helen. (laughs) My number three. My number three. Is I'd fuck me goodbye horses. Uh, (laughs) It's like Jimmy Jimmy Stewart. He's <laughs> real tired. Jim Stewart's very tired. <laughs> All right, so why did you pick this one? Oh, it's just gorgeous. I I love everything Philip Glass and and 
this movie is inseparable from the music. You take the music out of this movie and it's not the same thing. I agree. And, and it, I, I think that's a good sign of a like a solid score is that if you were to change the music, the movie would drastically change. And then, then when it gets this, into this gothic kind of organ choir thing, uh, I'm like, oh, that's what I Jesus. Like. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was interesting because Very Bone Thugs. Philip Glass didn't he get no- nominated for an Oscar for like Kowanski? Yeah, Kwanaskatsi. Yeah, that yeah, I always forget how to pronounce it. Kwanaskatsi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a Did big hit that? in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Philip Glass is music for all three of them. Uh, I was super mm-hmm. art school, and I love those movies. Oh, they're those great, great. movies. Well, I the think first one's really footage. only the good one, but yeah, I don't know. They're well put together. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah Philip Glass doing a horror movie. Super I was like, gothic, yeah. gothic and weird. And and then somebody told me, oh, well, you should watch The Church. It has Philip Glass on it as well, but it's not really. Not It's a composition yeah. that he did. Um, but unfortunately, like all the reissues of the scores for The Church, they do not have that song on there. The song's called Flow, if you were curious. I don't like that movie. <laughs> what? The Church? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Don, what's your number three? Uh, I went with uh, Shape of Water. This is nice. That's a new one. Bet you did. (laughs) The score. The only Oscar winning score. I think the score is as beautiful as the movie. I mean, it fits it perfectly. um, And it flows, obviously, like water. I think that's the whole. Everything meticulously done by uh, Guillermo del Toro put on with. But, uh, you know, the score, I guess that. Alexandre, the plot, right? This plot, this plot. Yeah, I guess it's probably the plot. Yeah, right. Because it's French. The plot. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Alexandra. We're from the Midwest. We're just guessing. Let's be honest. <laughs> Alexander de Plat. De Plats. Have de, you seen Saint Louis? We do not pronounce Pilates. anything correct. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of the. Most recently, like I really dig this score. The score that I bit. left the theater and wanted to find on vinyl immediately, which wasn't pressed at the time. Right, when but they did now press it, it. Now it's yeah. out, of course. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, cool. Is it still in print? I always uh, forget. I think so. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I can still order it for you. That's a heavy <laughs> movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's heavy. You find that to be heavy? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's heavy. Uh, yeah. Goes. What's your number three? None other than the Fred Decker classic, Night of the Creeps. Which is interesting because, like, I love this composer, but when I think of his work, I never really think of Night of the Creeps. I don't know why. It just has this really dark ambient like alien feel to it yeah it's the ambient pads that are being used that I really dig um, so the composer is Barry DeVrazen who most people know from like the Warriors and oh shit what was that one movie we were watching where he composed it? oh um Black Caesar oh, oh yeah he really? did the yeah he he and one other dude like wrote um down and out in New York City. Larry Cohen get classic. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told no, you this when we were out. watching. Not get out. Not get out. No. I sang Mama's That's Dead today. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Mama's dead. 
Anyway, <laughs> my jam. We already did our Larry Cohen appreciation. I'm sorry. Podcast. Gus, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I I just really like how like like fun and goofy the the movie can be, yeah. and yet the score is like it's playing so it straight. Dead serious. Yeah. And and I really think that helps like helps the audience take the movie a little bit more seriously. And from what I remember, the score—I don't think the score got officially released yet. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it, it actually—it um, it did on CD. On CD, I, I have it. Right. I have a copy. I guess of it. I'm just waiting for somebody to put it out on freaking vinyl. It does deserve to be on vinyl. Yeah, I agree. And from what I remember from the soundtrack, it's—it's it's pretty eclectic throughout the whole thing, oh, yeah. right? Because it pays tribute to like '50s music stuff like that. So yeah, but yeah, it's good. It's real good. Okay. Tom Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Tom Atkins. I fucked up and I didn't order that Supreme Edition. I know. I saw Screen it. Factory. Or you didn't get a doll. I didn't get it. Hey, don't say it like that. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> doll. Hey, I ordered Fuck three doll. of them. So I'll have one extra in the Ooh. shop, actually, Andy. Hello. You for mean, purchase. You mean. Not for friends. For not funsies. for friends. <laughs> Time to bring in some trade, boy. Right? <laughs> I do have. I He's have got a couple some of vinyls. things that he doesn't there you need. Go. That's what people call them. Vinyls, right? Vinyls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number three is uh, good old Americana poltergeist. So this track is, I think it's technically called like the prologue and the neighborhood this melody always got stuck in my head when I thought of going outside and riding bikes right I don't know mm-hmm. it's like 1950s <laughs> like bubblegum it's just Man. peaceful it's like everything's okay and then it, it was hard to choose one track from the soundtrack because the whole power in the soundtrack is hearing this really blissful kind of peaceful nice pleasant composition and then once you get later into the soundtrack it's like booming horns you get and that goldsmith explosion man Dude, oh, yeah. i think this or He's alien so is probably one of my favorite yeah. goldsmith scores but yeah yeah this one I, I think it embodies some of the 80s for me it's kind of unique as a horror score too because the horror kind of comes from the melody right mm. um as opposed to like dissonance and yeah 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 and it, it's not like low notes or anything like that. Right. I mean, there there are some it's like there, it's there, but yeah, he he does some interesting things with some of the horror tropes that were being developed by that time. Um, but yeah, I I love this this whole soundtrack. So yeah, that's Poltergeist. Picture. I mean, that's really what made it a uh, what what I considered a Spielberg film versus a Hooper film. No, I feel was that. the fact that they had this like really traditionally. Gorgeous score. It was big. It was yeah. booming. Big dollars. Big time. John dollars. Williams. The, yeah. It's it, and he's not. He's not doing John Williams. Either. He's not. He's doing his he's own doing thing. His but own I'm just thing. saying, like, if you would have done a score that Toby Hooper would have picked, I guarantee. Well, and that's that's like one composition. Well, one score, quote unquote, that I left out of here because it's not really a score. It's really sound effects. Is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre by him and Wayne Bell. Um, yeah. Number one, it hasn't really been officially released because, from what I understand, I think the masters are gone. They didn't really think about that, so There's that's the, why I didn't put it in my top five. But. There is something that uh, there's a Chainsaw Massacre there. and Poltergeist kind of have in common. Yeah. How it kind of goes from like everyday normal mm-hmm. up into the horror, like just all of a sudden. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It, that abruptness. I yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. I mean, like, but like toolbox murders. <laughs> <laughs> the remake, really? Oh yeah. Oh boy, that's one of my favorites. It's all right. It's, it's okay. Maybe the only movie that I will I like say that of nineties movies. That's one of my favorite horror. But it's like a two thousand movie. Nah, okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. It's just the term. The ni- yeah, nineties. Yeah. It's, it's like late. Well, it 90s. does feel like a is 90s it two thousand like three? Um, I think it was made in two thousand and finally got released in two thousand two or two thousand. Okay, so is like okay, yeah. You know what I meant. I know I, what you're. Well, I initially thought you said Tupac's murders. Yes, so. absolutely. Tupac. He was only killed that once. Soundtrack. <laughs> is that Where was he? What about Machiavelli, bro? Yeah. Well, I mean, he He's still, still has alive. Albums. He's still got more material coming out. He's on that He's island. Not dead. Yeah. All right, Niles, your number dos. Uh, so. I also did a uh, Fabio Frizzy. Fritzy. Fritzy, okay. Two Zs. Frizzy. It's Frizzy to me. Yeah. Uh, City of the Living Dead was what I chose because it's just my jam. Again, the choir. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it uses it. It's probably the same song. He loves it. Um, But yeah. The same thump, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little speedier. Yeah, yeah obviously a, that's why I picked it. It's a faster it. tempo. It's like, oh, yeah. I could get down to this. Where's that funk, boy? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Where's that thump, boy? You gotta wait. What that yeah, thump like a little do? bit. Turns into a straight funk track in a minute, I swear. I feel like I need to let it play a little bit. It's part of the Gates of Hell trilogy. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's the official title no, of The Beyond. To be on this because I think people can listen to no. some of his scores and be House, like, "House by the Cemetery, yeah. City of Living Dead, The Beyond," but um, okay. he did not. Fabio did not do the uh, House by the Cemetery soundtrack, which I thought right. was weird because I'm like, I just recently saw that. We'll talk about that one another episode, I guess. All right. He also did Cat in the Brain. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's your number two, City of the Living Dead, Fabio Fritzi. We already talked about him a lot, so I don't... Yeah, okay. I mean, he's the bomb. He did a lot of really good Italian films. Mr. Maleko. Well, Lord help me, I don't know how to say his name. Wojcik Kilar? Yeah, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Yep, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Which, this theme, man. Vampire Hunters is the name of this one. It's time. <laughs> I I feel like everybody goes to war during the song. Yes. Or you just cut a whole bunch of '90s horror movie trailers yeah. to this. Exactly. Because I remember this u- being used. Oh, this quite was used frequently. quite a few times, <laughs> and it's stuck with me. And uh, man, I love the movie yeah. uh, unashamedly on every Wasn't level. Wasn't this even I think used for the From Dust Till Dawn trailer? It may have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's a little on the nose, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a it's a really bombastic score, and I I mean I'm not familiar with that. No, guy. No, he's done a lot of Polish movies. Right, he's obviously Polish. <laughs> I just don't know he's, a ton. He's done a lot of Polish. I just movies. don't know how that teamed up with Coppola. I, I have really no. Clue. I would love to hear this story. I'm sure it's on the it's on the doc, and I've watched the doc, but I couldn't tell you. I don't remember it. It's been too oh, long. Shit. I've watched I the doc. I don't remember anything about. They don't remember saying anything? No. They talk about the music. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I got to. Yeah, and you might even remember Jim Usley. 
the first time he came on the show, mm-hmm. he picked a track. He picked I forget what the He did. It's the right. really weird one though. I forget the name of it, but yeah. So this is your number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I the the score is just legendary to me. Yeah. I I, agree. When I think of horror movie, I think of the score. So Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Don. What is your number two? I don't think it needs an introduction. Just play it, right? This is where you do windmills, right? I don't think so. (laughs) Sir. Sir. Those Italians. Again. Yeah. This is... uh, the only reason I didn't put it in my top five was because you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I no was need to waste. Yeah, I mean, I already had Goblin in there for Suspiria, but right. it is always a toss-up. Do I like this one more? Do I like Suspiria more? Uh, you know, it's depends funny. on the day. I don't not like this, but I like the film so much that the soundtrack. It was great. It added to it, but the movie's as good as the fucking soundtrack. I'll say. Yeah. Well, they pair together perfectly. Just perfectly. Again. Like all the ones that I picked, I, I picked them all based on how they paired together. I, I think, honestly, it's a su- all of it. It's a little more subtle than a lot right. of their other works. Um, I'm not... I, I can't place what movie this is. Help me. Are you serious? No, I really oh. can't place... Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. This is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a hard end. <laughs> no, just, I can't... Just I for your safety. I could not place it. I could not place it. <laughs> for your safety. <laughs> You don't want people killing you, do you? But yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think when I first heard this score, and especially this title track on the movie, it's just like, fuck, what am I in for? Right. Like, because it seems, you know, even though it's Goblin, it seems like really, I don't think bombastic's the right word, but right. it seems like really big. Oh, yeah. And it seems like we're about to watch yeah. something epic. It's ominous. Yeah. It's- and again, it's relentless. Like yeah. There's that right. just that driving beat that goes through the whole thing. I can oh, listen yeah. to this all day. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it's uh, it's even greater when they play it live. I will say that. Oh, that was awesome. that was pretty neat. But anyway, can't wait to see that coming soon. Maybe. Hopefully, maybe. What? Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know what. What am I talking about? Yeah, I don't know. What's going on? Oh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> Gus. What's your number two? Video drum. Ooh. Mm, there it is. It's a very subtle, minimalist score. It just does exactly what the movie needs. Yeah, who would have thought Howard Shore would go to do Lord of the Rings? Yeah. It's kind of wild, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, when I think of Howard Shore, I always think of Cronenberg. Always. I don't think of Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings has a really good score as well, but it's just like, fuck. I don't know. It's just, it's it's The work that he did for Cronenberg sounds a lot different from pretty much everything else he did. I I mean, he did Silence of the Lambs, too, which had a very orchestral, very big score. That almost made my list. Like so close. What other uh, sounds of the lambs? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That is one of my. That's definitely in my top ten. So he did video drum. What else did he do? 
So he's done most of the Cronenberg scores. Uh, he did Crash. He did Dead Rainers. I didn't know how um, early he went back, though. Like, you know. Pretty. I don't know if he did The Brood. Okay. I can't remember. That's what I was like. I, um, I don't remember. I'd like, have to dig up. And, uh, okay. But yeah, curious. once once Cronenberg kind of got quote unquote commercial, I guess. Like his big money. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, once like he it. teamed up with Universal, right? And right. once he got other money than Canadian fun money. <laughs> He uh he got Howard Shore, but yeah, fuck. Now I'm thinking the sounds of the lambs, but that's not gonna throw my my top two and top one. Uh, okay, so my top two, or my number two. Why I keep saying two? I actually struggled with this because, uh, yeah, John Carpenter is one of my favorite composers. I would love to say Halloween, um, because Give it I an think honorable mention. Yeah, I, I think I think it's one of those scores that definitely elevates the movie. Um, and plus, I like it on multiple levels. I, I like it because it's simple, and it is one of the first things I learned how to play on keyboard. Because I was like, oh, this is simple. It's just so know, four ten or five year, times. Ten-year-old Andy would have said, absolutely, the Halloween score. Yeah, my, my grandma had an organ, and that is literally one let's, of the let's things. Let's hear a sample of that one. What <laughs> the organ version? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a simple theme. Yeah. So, um, can we just yeah? I don't know. We'll mention that would probably be I, one of I, the best yeah. horror scores ever. But made. we want to surprise right. everybody. Yeah, I no, think. we don't want to just be like, oh, a little Halloween. That's so a then, I, my number two was it's going to be the tune. fog. It was going to be the fog because I think that is probably his best work. Yeah, I agree. But. I decided against one more personal to me, and that's Christine. That's, that's awesome. Wonderful. Excellent. I think the whole score is maybe his most well, like well-rounded scores. Even though I think the Fog is a better, like he's better, he's a better musician on that. But this, I think he masters all the synthesizers to to a thing where it's like it's easy to listen to and plus it goes through a different set of emotions now obviously I picked this track because I think it's it's one of my favorite tracks in general I mean it makes that movie though I think that movie wouldn't be anything without the much score. like Halloween I right, think I think the score helps elevate the menace of you. a fucking car which yep. you know I mean just think of that on paper it we need work. to make a it car scary no yeah well, how I do saw, we do it what was it the one that gets the car, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this which is, I liked. But yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's got Brolin in it. So. Yeah, why not? Anyway, so this is a. Uh, I think this one is Plymouth Attacks uh, or Fury Attacks. I always forget. But this is from Christine John Carpenter. Oh, I gotta wait until this fade up. I'm trying to talk over. Hey it. man, you let it ride out. You let it ride. That's enough. All right. Now's where we're now ending up on the number one. Uh, my number one, it, it does come with a little bit of the story. Well, so, I hope so. Yeah, a little bit. So when I was, I would say, it was about 2006 or so, I realized I actually lived with a guy that um, he was really into like Tom Savini, like gore effects. And then also he was obsessed with. Uh, Italian horror 
because of set effects and then also because of a band called Goblin, which I didn't know anything about. Um, I had only seen Suspiria out of the fact that it was like AM. AMFI or whatever the fuck the, the American Film Institute's AFI? Top. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of the top 100. I mean, it's a well-known film. I watched it when I was like at Blockbuster and I was like, yeah, it's a cool movie, but it's kind of weird. And I, I, I literally didn't walk away with kinda anything weird. from it other than like, man, I don't know why so many people like this movie. It's about witches and it's strange and there's like, yeah, I didn't get it. But later on, I say it's like 2006. Yeah, I was literally just watching uh, or I was listening to Justice and they sampled the track from Tenebrae and I legitimately like had to just be involved in it. I was like, I need to watch everything they ever did a soundtrack for. And then I got into Dario Argento and then Giallo basically became my interest into like real horror obsession. And that's yeah, Tenebrae did it for me. So. Bringing that funk. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, as I'm saying, like yeah. it was the f- the the final moment where I was just like, man, the music and the visuals. What a unique idea to use a robot voice as the mm. main instrument just, in a horror theme. Because I don't think they really did that before. I've, I, I, I think um, this is. The I don't only know if I've ever track. really heard that anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was popular in the '70s, right? Talking in the guitar boxes. Sure. But yeah, yeah. In, this, in a horror this score, was diff- though. Right, exactly. In the horror score, it was like they kind of, had, even though this was 81? 82, 82 I think. 82. 82. Um, you know, I mean, that, that whole movement kind of passed at that point in time, but right. they still thought, hey, we could do something interesting with, you know, when I think of the guitar box, voice box thing, I always think of like Woodstock and just like sure. hippie music. So it was just kind of interesting to hear this done in a different fashion. That's as one well. of the great things about Goblin is like their experimentation, right? right. Their Cause they're, use of different they're sounds. They're definitely more of a band ways. In, in a weird way. Um, right. I, I think they're a great prog rock band. This is another one, though, that is represented as not Goblin, it's just the three. Well, right. I mean, it's it's right. goblin, yeah. but right. it's not goblin. Yeah. Um, but this song in particular, when it kicks in, when they do that real long shot, the Hitchcock shot, what I yeah. want the, the building the side scroll. Yeah, man, <laughs> it just the the beat was the only reason that shot could exist. There's no reason that anyone would want to sit and watch that entire shot unless the music was behind it. Which was recently kind of paid homage to in Assassination Nation. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I remember that. The outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, to me, this is it. This is uh, exactly what I like about horror movies is the fact that I can listen to something that's totally yeah. outside this of might the be my theme of... Yeah, and that's what most people say Suspiria soundtrack... I actually do Tenebrae, I said it and then I know, and then and then my second. <laughs> but it also introduced me to Goblin. My too, second so. favorite is actually Profonda Rosa, which is you know it's it's, it's it's a good. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I got really into Dario after listening to the soundtrack, and that's yeah. and by getting into that, I got into Fulci. I that's got, how I got. Yeah, that's how I, I got, got into, into a lot of Italian other horror. Italian horror, and then I was like, oh shit! Well, you know, the U.S. was making films at this time that were 
maybe not so as comparable, but you know, I should check them out. You know, what was going on? And yeah, so from 19, I would say 1982 back to 1978. I mean, that's my my era of what I consider my favorite horror. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. cool. So that was Niles's number one, Tenebrae, by some of the members of Goblin. <laughs> some of them. The core members. The core really, members. let's be honest. Okay. Mike, what is your number one? Oh, let's just tear this shit down with Henry Mancini. <laughs> Sounds like a battle. I don't know if this even... It doesn't fit with the movie. It's way more epic than the movie is. It's fucking amazing. What movie are we talking about? This is a movie Life called Force. Life Force. Oh. It's the main Toby theme. Hooper's movie. I just wanted you to one say of his, One of his canon, canon trilogy that he did. <laughs> we just posted about it. It had its uh, anniversary. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Like a couple days ago. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's such a weird theme. It, it is. You're right. It doesn't... It doesn't really fit. I didn't in get a weird it from way, it. but it also elevates. No, it feels like it, it should be a, a, like a sword and sandals movie. Right. I mean, that's right. Or but it's, it's like funny because he was watching Cannon, while he was doing this, Cannon also dumped a lot of money into Life Force. They thought For this sure. was going to be the big box office hit. So as such, you get a score that equals that level of like, oh, we expect this to be a big fucking deal. Yeah. No, it's, it's just it's weird now watching it because it wasn't a big deal. But it's just like, fuck yeah. This I mean, is going to be epic. If yeah. you look at it, though, like when we were looking out for images for the site, you know, like for yeah. Life Force, there is a every country had its own poster for yeah, this movie. True. They thought it was going to be the next alien. Like it is. A, it wasn't what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's great because, I mean, that's probably one of no. the hottest chicks I've ever seen in horror. But whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. I really like the movie, too. I think the movie is great. But yeah. this Which the score definitely takes it to the next level. The theatrical or the European? I like the European yeah. one more. I still regret when I showed it, there was a guy that worked on the miniatures. I and, and I should have had him talk. God damn it. Okay, anyway, so that's... This isn't Indiana Jones? I don't remember this. <laughs> no, this is Conan. Don't you remember? <laughs> is it Conan? <laughs> Sounds like King Kong to me. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Open it. All right. Uh, so, Don, what is your number one? Uh, I went with Creepshow. Of John Harrison. Of you did. Yes. Nice. Favorite horror movie. Great score to it. What's a good one? Perfect imagery, perfect I just watched it last week, actually. <laughs> Watch it multiple times a year. It's yeah. so yeah. good. I, I always make sure to watch it around Halloween. Of course. For sure. I like to play the soundtrack out the door for the kids. <laughs> this would be a perfect score for like a Halloween party. Or yeah. Something. I'm actually surprised I don't hear it more often like at Halloween parties. I can't. Even, I mean, I, I definitely have it in my Halloween mix. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. But I think it's because a lot of people, like who aren't horror fans, just aren't aware, like aren't aware of the movie, right. let alone the music. Right. But I feel like if if this had actually become a show in the '80s, like it was supposed to, it um would probably be a lot more recognizable. Yeah. Well, it will be a show. On I was about Shutter. to say they just hey. announced. 
Did they put out a premiere date? No, they didn't put out a date, no. but I would assume it's probably going to be like September, October. I mean, te- technically, Tales from the Dark Side is the Creepshow television series. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he also did that soundtrack for that movie. And the movie, yeah, Tales from the Crypt, the movie it was directed by John Harrison as right. well, which is, is technically, technically Creepshow Creep 3. 3. <laughs> right. All of it's Creepshow. I've yeah. not seen this one. This is a uh, 90s the Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, with Deborah, ha- uh, Deborah Harry. I got nothing. No, no not Tales, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Is, what was Boy. it? Not 90s. It's not the 90s. What are you talking about? <laughs> Tales from the, the Dark Side? From the, no, yeah. Tales oh, from the Crypt. You said Tales oh. from the Crypt, the no, movie. No, I said Dark Side. Yeah, Tales oh. You said Crypt first. No. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I called him. We've been talking about Rewind the Tales tape. from the Dark I've seen Demon Knight a thousand times. Bordello Blood, I'm good on. Thank you. All right. So uh, yeah. Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror is that what, that which, we're what you were thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, all right. Okay. Tales so from that. the Crypt Keeper, the TV show. <laughs> the <laughs> the Saturday the morning TV show. Hell yeah, dude! You need to watch Tales from the Dark Side. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. I'm. I've told him this. Well, it's only available on DVD. Saturday, yeah, right. But hopefully and laser so disc. <laughs> I got one back there. <laughs> there you go. You want that laser disc? All right. Oh boy, Gus. Your number one actually pleased me pretty much because nobody talks about this one. Yeah, I I knew that I had to go with a Goblin score somewhere. Mm, And I was trying to pick my favorite one. Like, obviously, I love Deep Red. I love Suspiria. I love Tenebrae. Um, And, of course, Dawn of the Dead, which is one of my favorite horror movies ever. Mm -hmm. But the Goblin score that I probably listen to the most is uh, Beyond the Darkness. I feel like it's probably one of their most dynamic scores yeah. in terms of tone. Like it, it goes, like it runs the gamut from energetic to sad um, to really dark and creepy. There's just a lot of different stuff in there. It's really interesting to listen to. Yeah, it's, it might be one of the kind of under talked about goblin scores. I, I don't really know why, unless they're just like, oh, it's a Joe D'Amato movie. I, I think that might be a big part of it. Because <laughs> if you're familiar with Joe D'Amato, his track record, not so hot. But He's got a couple of good ones. Though. When you watch this movie, though, like the music really, I feel, elevates it a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, it, shit. It, <laughs> Nas is like, I got to get this. Yeah, I got it coming There's on Blu-ray. Funk, it, it's on Here Blu-ray it and uh, Severn put it out. I'm still waiting for my Severin order, which is funny. This is phenomenal. I got my Vinegar Syndrome order a long and time ago. Thank you, guys, and, and for coming on the show. Thank you, because yeah. this is phenomenal. Right? Yeah. The, and there's so many, like, if you've seen the movie, there's so many fucked up things that happen in it. <laughs> yeah, there are. And, like, with the music, like, like that autopsy scene. Right, right. Like, with the music, it's, like, almost beautiful. Like, it's really... Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange. It's it's, it's weird. It, it almost kind of works like Cannibal Holocaust in a weird way. 
I mean, maybe not as like on far spectrums, but right. it's just like, why am I hearing this when I'm seeing this? Yes. Yeah. Because it, it kind of helps you get into like the character's head. Right. Yeah. Solid pick. Very happy yeah, that we got awesome. like a goblin score that nobody really talks <laughs> Nothing. about. Nothing. I'm telling you, this is yeah. I've never heard that before. That's sorry. Yeah, that's cool, man. So my number one is genuinely the m- scariest score I've ever heard. It better um, be the best. Halloween. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, if he, I told him, I was like, if you do this fucking thing and you don't do Halloween as your number one, it's I don't, not. I don't it's even, not my number one. I know it's Halloween not, is not. But I'm just saying, is it zombies Halloween? I don't know. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yep. Stranger that's Danger. NBC's <laughs> Tyler Bates, baby. <laughs> Turn the. No, Turn it um, burn it look, all down. <laughs> so I think I talked about this on an episode when my mom rented a movie. Oh, because I saw a sequel, yeah. and my mom rented a movie, the OG one, which I hadn't seen. We watched it. I'm being elusive. I'm not telling you the title because you know, build up. I know what you're doing. But uh, start watching the movie, and the music paired with the really dark imagery that where I'm trying to make out what the fuck is happening. Scared the ever-living shit out of me, meaning I went to the bathroom and my mom's like, I hold myself up there and my mom's like, you want me to pause this? No, go ahead. Just keep watching it. I'll come out you, later. You were because scared. it scared me you just to didn't, death. Yeah. Um, and, you Which know, is something we didn't really discuss. It's like the fact that like you can look at music as like it was adding to a fear factor. Right. And right. I don't think a lot of it, it just seems like we, we've been like, oh, we dig those tracks. But like, you know, well, no, when it's something that legitimately. That's how you build horror, though. It's the right. sound. Track yeah, it's the soundscape. The movie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and the other thing is like with this theme, you can see the stitches on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that also touched me a little more personally okay because it's like oh shit somebody actually created this but it also sounded natural and even though it's all synthesizer it's charles bernstein's score for nightmare on elm street So yeah, um, I'm really glad that somebody picked that one right. <laughs> for how popular the movie this, is. This noise right here, right? This is what. And once I heard that, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm going to the bathroom." Right. <laughs> that's that's what scared the shit because all you also hear in the sound design is just like drips, and then you hear Freddy right. laughing. <laughs> it's like, oh god, I'm yeah. fucking out of here! It scared the shit out of uh, Lily. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like I had a hard time, like, uh, what do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about, like, things that I would want to own on a vinyl record? Or do I yeah. want to talk about things that legitimately added to a fear factor to me? Right. And I didn't add Maniac, but Maniac is probably one of my favorite actual scores that add to an eerie theme. But... You know, yeah, like yeah, you said, this, this, this <laughs> if it wasn't for this fucking, yeah, that part right, yeah, there. right there, man. I was like, 
Fuck. It was my nightmares too, man. Yeah. I dude. thought Freddy was coming through my bed to get me every goddamn night right. after <laughs> I saw this And throughout movie. this whole movie, he, he has so many really great little synthesizer stings and like just... Uh, you know when when he's chasing when Freddy's chasing Nancy. There's yeah. just so many great things to this score. It's a goddamn good score. I mean, like it that, really oh, yeah. is. Yeah, like, I was I really upset my mind. for a it's long time. It's my number one. Oh <laughs> right, right. Don's like, oh, yeah, I was upset for a while because the only way you could get it outside of like CD if you wanted it on vinyl was the Varese Saraband version right. was like over a hundred dollars. But Mondo did recently put it out. I put it out in the box of souls, which is like two fifty, which is not a bad deal. But I was like, I really only like one, somewhat of two, and some of the others. But I, I think it's one of those things. Like you know, I know that you're a big score person. You yeah. just need to own certain things. Yeah. But it's one of those things that like without the visuals, it just doesn't have the same effect. This one. Yeah. Dude, this I one, got, this I, one still scares me. This? Just how about listening this? to it. I want to see the visuals when I hear this. I agree. I agree. But this one still gets to me, and I also think that Charles Bernstein is not very talked about, which is kind of sad. I think he should be talked about on the same respect what, as like what, Goblin. Do you know anything else? John Carpenter. He did offhand. Remember the entity? Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Okay. It, it, I mean, here's the thing. It was so good that fucking Tarantino used it. Uh, as cues in, I think it was in Glorious Bastards, where it's just like boom, boom, boom. and that mm-hmm. that's another relentless. It's just like oh shit, that's, that's a heavy. great score. It, he's done a lot of really great stuff, um, but he's also he was kind of in the early pioneer part of synthesizers. Um, another honorable mention that I really struggled and I decided not to put it on here was uh, Wendy Carlos's score oh, yeah. for The Shining. Oh yeah, sure. dude. I think that's I thought about another that one for a minute, but really great score. But when I thought about it, I was like Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the one that scared me. Yeah. And that might be one of the only scores in my top five that really scare me still. Like if you lock me in a room where it's dark and you listen to this, I I, I get a little on edge. You no assume doubt. that long arm Freddy is coming down the, yeah. the fence post well, that, for and, you. And that's the, that's the brilliance of a Nightmare on Elm Street in general is that it's all in your head. It's all in your imagination. Like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, Charles Bernstein. Um, Mondo did re-release it as a single, like just that uh, record, but I think it's sold out again. So. Yeah. so yeah, you can get it on the Box of Souls soundtrack. But anyway, yeah, good stuff. Okay. Good pick. Yeah, thank you everybody for uh, choosing five, and uh, we'll go around the table and uh, say what you are, who you are, <laughs> what, what I you're am. doing, yeah, what are you, where what, people what can find are you. you. Aligning with today. Okay, Niles. I am Niles Maddox. You can find me on Instagram and Letterbox. Uh, Niles Maddox, N I L E S M A T T O X twenty two. On Instagram and Letterbox. And Letterbox. Okay. I missed it. I'm drinking. You dangus. Dangus. I'm Hassles on Letterbox and Instagram. H-A-S-S-L-E-Z. Hot Z. The hot Z. <laughs> hot Z. Don, you uh, own this place. I'm, yeah, my name is Don Brazell. I own the record space. I sing in Bastard Squad. You can find us, uh, both of those, at Instagram and Facebook at their appropriate <laughs> The Record Space and Bastard Squad. And one thing I don't think we announced about Gus is that he's actually a composer. There we go. 
Right. You didn't even say that, did you? Well, when well, we went around, throw your we dick just, around. I, I mean, just, uh, just don't shoot just your names. own horn, but I mean, but literally do it. Yeah. So go ahead, Gus. Well, my name is Gus Stevenson. I work with Wicked Pixel Cinema. Um, I did uh, the music score for Eric Stanzi's movies, Ratline and In Memory Of. As a matter of fact, In Memory Of just uh, got released on streaming on uh, Amazon and Vudu. Um, and it's also available on Blu-ray at um, wikipixel.com and Diabolic DVD. Yeah, and you also did the, so you did the coast, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but Rocky Gray also worked with you on that on, score, in right? Of, correct. In, in memory of. And Rocky Gray, if you don't remember who that is, that's the drummer from Evanescence. Former former drummer. Former yeah. drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he did The Barn recently. Oh, yeah. That score. So, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Cool. Um, Andy Trevenbach, and you can find me on Trefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y, on Twitter, Instagram, and all that bullshit. Um, yeah, follow us on Destroy the Brain at Destroy the Brain on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can come see at least me, maybe Niles, next uh, or tomorrow when this is released at the Punk Rock Flea Market. I'll be there. Yeah, Again? it's right across from Fucking the Silver Ballroom. And don't yeah. forget uh, the Maniac uh, screening we're gonna do. Yeah, so uh, you want to give the details on that? Because uh, I yeah, forget. that's on... Uh, <laughs> July 9th? Tuesday, July 9th at the Heavy Anchor. Uh, it's going to be the uh, puzzle release party for from Messed Up Puzzles for the Maniac Puzzle. Nice. We're also going to show the movie, and uh, there'll be some horror soundtrack DJing going on, some trivia with Andy, Yep. and uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah, so uh, if you can't remember what Messed Up Puzzles is, those are the dudes that put out the Pieces Puzzle, or I should say the official Pieces Puzzle, Cannibal right. Holocaust and the Beyond. And now Zombie. And now Zombie and uh, Maniacs. Just, that just released nice. last week, right? So zom- yeah. yeah, and Zombie, as far as I know, will first be sold at uh, Punk Rock Flea Market, which would be cool. tomorrow. So yeah, he's yeah. going to have them there. Nice. He said he was going to keep it a secret, but you know, it, it got leaked. Well, now, exclusive, so. guys. <laughs> there you go. It'll One day there. exclusive. You can pick it up. Yeah, so uh, cool. bring your monies. All right, guys, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, be sure to let us know on Instagram and Twitter what your five favorite scores are. Gracias, adios. Shaka!